Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, folks, ready or not, let's get the show started. Welcome to Our Kids Asleep, episode number 24. How's your tea? It's hot. Okay. We're trying to uh, create some balance here. Uh, I have my tea. I have my nasal spray. <laughs> I think I'm good to go. It won't cure personality, though, sadly. Mm. But let's get the show started. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Three things. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. <gasps> yes, we were going to talk about Lord of the Rings, and I totally forgot about it. Specifically, <laughs> The Two Towers, because we just watched it. Yep. Uh, we're going to do News Roundup. That's right. Sorry. It's a, it's a new thing that we're trying out, and we loved it so much that I think we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, I think it's fun. Recap of the week's news. Well, I put fun in quotations, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, hard to find. And then, I don't know. We'll talk about something else. Well, I have a couple of ideas and tricks up my sleeve, so let's start with uh, the topic of the hour... Or the three hours that we spent <laughs> watching it. The two towers. Why did we watch them out of order? I mean, is is that just... Well, I feel like we watched <laughs> The Fellowship not that long ago. I think by not long ago, you probably mean... Like six months ago. Three years ago. Because in, in parent times, that yeah. tends to, to get skewed a little bit. So, yeah, we watched it a, a while back and... Well, and The Two Towers was right there on Netflix. On the Netflix... You know, where it's really prominent. Yeah, yeah. It was so, a, a highlight. Know. Plus, The Two Towers has a special place in my heart. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and The Two really Towers like gets it. overlooked because it's sort of the 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 meaty, difficult part of the sandwich. You mm -hmm. know, it, it's almost like it's too much meat coming at you. See, that's because, crazy to me that it gets overlooked because it was so important to me. As well, yeah, kid, it's it's the core. It baffles me that people didn't like it or that people thought it was too much. Well, you got to you got to remember when they first came out and we're going to talk about the movies, not so much the, the books, because the movies right now are and always have been since the moment they came out, just a major milestone of our generation. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest with you guys. I stayed up and I waited. I could not sleep because I was so excited to, to see that movie come on, uh, that was uh, 2003. Mm -hmm. I think that was December of 2003 when the first one came out, and it blew my mind. Was I just it 2003? Thought, yeah, because, or it could have been. No, you're probably right. Yeah, because I remember that the last one came out in 2004. Oh, so it might have been 2002 when the first one came out. Yeah. Let's get our facts straight, folks. Yeah, so I didn't see the first one in the movie theaters. I saw it on VHS, like a early aughts oh, millennial. Oh shit! I am I am various degrees of wrong, because the the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, came out in two thousand one, hmm. Christmas of two thousand one. Then, oh, that makes perfect sense because when the last one came out, I was about to graduate. That was my senior year. Yeah. In high school, so. Oh, really. In two thousand four. It December came out, of 2004, so I would No, December been. of 2003. Oh, okay, okay. So I was a junior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember because the, when the last one came out, I begged and begged and begged my mom to let me go to the midnight showing, which was on a Wednesday night, which was a school <laughs> night. And oh, she man. let me. And I, I love that time. That was when I worked at the movie theater. So it was, it was completely just 
overwhelmingly full of excitement and anticipation. When the first one came out, it caught us by surprise, though, because we had read The Hobbit at that point in in middle school. We we got to read it, and we hadn't gotten to the actual books yet, um, like the group of friends. And when the trailer came out for that, we said, what the hell is this? This has to be the greatest movie in the history of the world. And so you we... were right. And yeah, I was right. It really... The impact that it has in, in the scale that they were able to, to bring to life is still is still incredible and they aged very well yeah they really in did. my opinion I, watching the second one i don't know if this is just me being cynical or if it's there are moments where you're like it's a little well there's you, sam and frodo and i don't know if this is just because because of meme culture yeah meme and culture it's been... it's been just memed to death but the <laughs> but the relationship between sam and frodo it's so sweet right but i find myself giggling yeah because moments. because now you have tainted adult eyes yeah, and they see things true. too um in in such a skewed way because of the internet but if you look back and and you watch it with those fresh eyes obviously we were teenagers when we saw that movie we could have seen whatever we wanted to see that was inappropriate in that relationship. But what I appreciate about the trilogy, and we'll, we'll get more specific about Two Towers in, in a moment, is that it has it is fearless in that it goes from big, bold melodrama, and within that you have, you have these, these moments that are bigger than, than life itself. Like, you can't play those moments in, in any other movie. Yeah. Those moments work in in the opera of that that story of that world. Yeah. Like every single moment has to be elevated to match the the gravity of things and it it's almost like um what's that Japanese uh performance where it um kabuki? I would say kind of like kabuki where it's heightened. Mm -hmm. It's it's big. But and... it doesn't feel it doesn't <coughs> feel out of place though. Like right. the stakes are so high. Right. Because the stakes are so high, mm -hmm. everything is at that level. Mm -hmm. And The Two Towers, I think, upon watching it recently, makes me realize that the the whole drama is really at 200 percent, 300 percent. And that's why everything feels at home. Yeah. And it was a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. I got giddy. You know, yeah. when you get giddy for something mm -hmm. like some people get giddy for Star Wars. Some people yeah. get giddy for Star Trek. That sort of event, it was really, uh, was really the one for me. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, me that's too. That's what did it. Yeah. But we were so impressionable, so we can talk yeah. about this for days. I wonder if people who were older than us, who maybe had a longer history with the books and stuff, I wonder if they feel the same way about the movies as we do. Yeah. And I think that a lot of devout Tolkien fans um, might have felt that it sold the universe short. <laughs> Oh my god, Oscar. What the hell was that? <laughs> he knocked over that DVD stand. <sighs> Luckily wow. there there were no DVDs on it because that's a dead technology. Yeah, Can't have that in the house. But Oscar was just being incredibly dis destructive and <laughs> offensive to me right now. <laughs> He's um, happy because we cleaned the basement. So yeah. there's there's a lot more room to play. And we're down here. Adventures. Yeah, he's very happy. Um what else about this movie? I don't know, man. I just let's let's backtrack to the beginning, okay? So we okay. get we get the introduction of uh, 
of Smeagol. Of course, let's talk about Smeagol for a little bit. Okay. Okay. And how breathtaking. Gollum, for those of you noobs who don't know of that course. Smeagol and Gollum are the same person. <laughs> tell, tell me about your, uh, your first reactions and the world of Andy Serkis and what he was able to convey. I don't know, man. He's, it was just like mind blowing at that time. Like, yeah, that technology and the, um, the character work is just, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. it's, he is Gollum forever. Like he will right. be Gollum forever. And, <laughs> you know, for, for better or worse. And he, it's, the character is so amazing to me. And like, I read the books after I'd seen the movie. I read the books in the middle of seeing the movies. Yeah. And <clears throat> I feel like Gollum is such a rich character. And yeah. Andy Serkis just fucking nailed it. Like, and he he just gets every facet of Gollum. Yeah, and I can't recall in the book how specific they are about, he is about the, the like, say, characterization. Or, you know, if you're talking about character building, mm -hmm. did he describe Go uh, Gollum's voice? Did he describe, I think, I think a I'm lot sure of like, the movements and things like that. I'm sure he did. It's like been that. more than a decade since I've read them, but. Yeah, but it um, feels like the essence of something that has been going on for hundreds of years is in that body. Yeah. Tortured and broken. Yeah. But, but there's so much craft mm -hmm. in, in that performance. Yeah. That it really boggles the mind that he can convey the humanity of, of something through that layer mm -hmm. of, of digital effects, yeah. visual effects. Yeah. It's, it's still, this was almost 20 years ago, babe. Mm -hmm. When the, when the first one, when they started working on it, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And so I think that everyone from day one rose to the challenge of creating something that was truly amazing. What's he doing? What's he Oscar doing? pulling on the divider. Okay, I was waiting for it all to just come Oscar, down. Oscar, you're ruining the fucking episode, dude. Get down. <laughs> he's just Get so down. he's just so happy we're down here. He just wants to play. He's like we're doing laps around okay. the basement. I love you, buddy, but you're trash. Go away. <laughs> Go over there. Um, Go play. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> so not only is he conveying the tortured sort of shell of a person that Gollum has become, but he also conveys Smeagol, who is this shadow of his former self, who's still in there. Right. Battling with this new, this new, do I need to, I think you're my, just, you're, you're moving a lot. You're just um, like, I'm so, <laughs> you're very I've, dynamic I've tonight. Zero, I have zero mic technique. <laughs> um, so not only are you getting this tortured shell of a thing that that Gollum is, but you're also getting Smeagol, who's this, you know, there's these like moments of, of humor, you know, and again, I don't know if I'm just finding the humor in the situation. There's funny moments, right? I think it's hilarious. Okay. He, it's, it's a genuinely funny Not character. Not the only one. But that's, that's the beauty of the character work mm -hmm. that Andy Serkis did. You can tell there's a brilliant character actor who likes to, to elevate those moments or, or bring that side of things because the movie needs levity sometimes. Yeah. And Gollum was one of the places where I think they could they get could away get with it, doing yeah. something playful that would make light of something in, in the moment. Yeah. I love Gollum. <laughs> uh, another creature 
creature feature from <laughs> from this movie are the goddamn Urukai. Oh man, top notch character actors. They're so good. Like that that scene. Okay, so you can tell that Peter Jackson just had a fucking ball mm-hmm. with the Urukai. It it completely just I I really get giddy again in those. Uh, and I know that we used to quote this this movie all the time. In particular, the big lines, they are not for eating. What about their legs? We don't need those. It looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Before it was a fucking meme. So yeah. let's let's give it a shout out to... Uh... We were memeing in the hallways of our high school before memeing was the thing on the internet. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were having a ball. Yeah, those Urukai, man. Like, the, the makeup, just the level of makeup and... <laughs> prosthetics that those poor guys had to wear and the again the character work yeah it's it's incredible i recall seeing this uh this picture of one of the urukais because they had to get up early to be Mm -hmm. on set to start the makeup so so early that he fell asleep on like a hand cart or something he was just like passed out i think it was from one of the books that uh that you had Mm. yeah um, yeah, I watched a lot of the featurettes on the extended versions. There was just like hours of, of behind the scenes footage. And oh, and yeah, we were suckers for the commentary too. See, I, I wasn't ever as I into the commentary, the commentary, man. but the featurettes, they had some featurettes like, um, you know, like stunt, the stunt guys, just all the stunt guys and like. Them learning how to walk like orcs and yeah, you know, like yeah. skittering across the floor, right, you know, right. and <laughs> the the physical movement work. Yeah, and I guess so fun to watch. I <laughs> love the stuff about um, Vigo Mortensen who plays Aragorn, like really connecting with the stunt team, like they were his yeah. buds, and like I just love all that stuff. But anyway, in terms of the movie. Um, those Urukai or something else, like, and there's just yeah. like the sheer and, numbers of, right, of people right. they put in those costumes. Everything about the film is is not small. Nothing no. in that film is is short scale or small scale. Mm. We were talking about the. Uh, oh, you go ahead. I was gonna say all the helicopter shots. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was, I was just gonna like, say the there's same thing. no such. You know, drones weren't a thing back then. Right. They and had to do all those shots wondering. from a helicopter. How many? How many tens of thousands of of dollars i don't know man. Those, I hope was peter, each shot i hope peter jackson just knew somebody who <laughs> no i'm sure peter jackson was like turn around do it again yeah do it again set up it's time to go yep. let's do this yeah but it it's been a, a really delightful experience getting to go back and watch those sadly we we didn't get to do it in the in the right order but uh we are probably going to be talking about this for a little while maybe we'll we'll do Two more episodes to cover Fellowship and Return of the yeah, King. Yeah, we already so. started re- watching Return of the King last night, so yeah. maybe by next week we can talk about that yeah. one. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned, I can't see the three of them as as three separate films. Yeah. I can only in, enjoy it or, or think of the narrative as just one huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that was sort of the... Uh, the intent. Well, yeah, the intent, but for us growing up, our our major goal was always to watch all of them in, in you know, in one sitting. Mm. And See, I don't feel that way about them. I feel like each of them is individually wrapped so well that I can just enjoy that part of the story. 
maybe because I know the story so well, so I don't need to. I don't feel like I need yeah, to see you, it in its entirety because I already know. Yeah, you you see it more like the chapters of a book yeah. where okay, this is this is chunk one, yeah, and there is a definitive, uh, not end, but it's a good resting place. Yeah, like a bookmark and that feels satisfactory to a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I recall working at the movie theater when the second one came out, and folks were were leaving the theater they were they weren't mad but they were disappointed that they didn't feel like that great satisfaction that they felt in the first one yeah i mean and and logically that was the only thing that they could do yeah the way that they set it up because helm's deep is is a big resounding battle Mm -hmm. and it's enough to carry the movie and that that sort of denouement didn't really land for some people you know it's interesting about (laughs) as i recall i don't i'm pretty sure this is true (laughs) you can fact check me later um i'm fairly sure and i think this is why i got confused is that shelob is in the second at the very end of the second book they throw like the whole encounter with shelob is at the end of the second book and i i it's difficult for me to realize that like they put, he put so much into that second book and that that was the climax of that book. Right. There was like 20 climaxes. Yeah. But in, in terms of the story, it makes more sense because the story comes back to Frodo and Sam Mm -hmm. and that is the right sort of apex of that, that portion of the narrative where it would have to go back to, to sort of who you would call the protagonist in this massive, Mm -hmm. massive tale. Uh, but I, I think that what they had to do for the movie, I mean, mm-hmm. they just have to look for those beats and seeing what would be. Yeah. Can you imagine put, putting Shelob at the end of the second movie after sitting through Helm's Deep for yeah, 30 minutes? I, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a lot. It wouldn't work. It's a lot. It wouldn't work. But um, that's that's why I think these films are so success, successful in my mind that the spirit of the myth and and that story are never in question. Mm-hmm. Like every single frame of that film, you can tell that they were paying appropriate homage to the source material. Mm-hmm. And even if they fell short, it was never out of malice or wanting to take a shortcut. And yeah. that's, I, th- I think that's why all of those moments land for me because even if, and, and I guess I get pretty, uh, um, stuck up, you know, and I, I try to think in terms of uh, of building the narrative and a, a lot of this stuff, but it was just a damn good movie mm-hmm. to watch in spite of all that. It was... I was just thinking about, like, the whole second half of the movie, and it, there's so <laughs> so much happens in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. All the Isengard stuff and, like, the Ents. The Ents are great. <laughs> yeah. I love the Ents. Yeah. Anyway, like, we can Come on, on, get get rolling. Get rolling, Ents. I seriously, like, I could talk about this movie for three hours. We need to move on. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I was trying to see on Wikipedia when Shelob shows up. Mm. The creature makes her first appearance in the chapter The Stairs of Sirithungol, though she is formally introduced in the next chapter Shelob's Lair. Yeah, I, and anyway, I mean, it's it's really not um, not important. For I just our remember right now. I remember thinking that that was a, a significant change mm-hmm. or difference in how they distributed the story. Yeah, it looks like this was yeah, 
Mm-hmm. In Peter Jackson's film trilogy, She Loves Appearance is delayed until the middle of the third movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful. We'll get to talk about this demon later mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about Return of the King. I love that. She Love is a fictional demon in the form of a giant spider. Oh. It's lovely. That's interesting. I love that. Well, as as Maddie said, we gotta gotta get rolling. So we wanted to talk about headlines, but fuck, Two Towers was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna tink to Two Towers. There we go. That's a solid tink. Oh, and also, I was obsessed with the music of these movies, <laughs> and um, I remember listening to the soundtracks on my iPod Classic. Oh snap. <sighs> We're so fucking old, man. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what? Yeah. Let's cling back to the things that we love. Man, the iPod classic was sick. Yeah. They better bring it back. They just released a new iPhone. Did you see that? They did. I, iPhone 11. And it was giving people a trip. What is it? Tryptophobia? Trip. Trip. The fear of tiny holes. Tripophobia. Yeah. Because there's, there's three, um, uh, can you see? Oh, shit. I almost knocked over your coffee or your tea. See? There's three lenses for the camera, three cameras. People are so triggered. <laughs> Who fucking cares? You can't afford it anyway. That'll be $5,000, please. <laughs> it's it's going to be pretty pricey. Did you hear about yeah. the Apple credit card? No. Yeah, they no. made a credit card. That's, that's a thing. Man, that's going to go over really well. Because that's exactly what people need is... Come on, guys. Don't give in to the cult. So moving on, let's go into the news section of Reddit. And we are going to look at the highlights of the last. So this is our news roundup. I feel like we need like a stinger before that. Yeah, yeah. I got to get going on the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the sound cues. I'm really letting the production down. Sorry, it's not loading. So let's uh, give me some filler while I wait for this uh, this to load. Hmm. Today, my phone was blowing up and it was just like news headlines like hitting. So I have the NPR app on my phone and the BBC app. So it's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> when stuff happens and stuff was happening. Yeah, yeah. Trump fired John Bolton. Right. Well, right. there's conflicting. St- it's like being in high school where one person says that I dumped you and the other person says, no, I Babe, broke up with you. Forget that. The tweet is official. Oh, he tweeted it? Yeah. Yeah. He. Oh. That's how he fired him. Oh, like publicly. No. Well, he told him, hey, do you uh, do you want to talk about me getting fired on Monday? And he said, no, let's let's talk about it uh, on Tuesday. And then he tweeted on Tuesday nice. that his services were no longer needed. No, I didn't. That know was that. what I saw on Twitter. But again, Twitter is a cesspool. I mm. don't know what the truth is anymore. Well, all I knew is that there was conflicting uh, reports about who fired who, <laughs> who resigned, and who fired who. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna look for the the Daily Show. White House uh, bingo card <laughs> to cross out John Bolton's face because I look Damn forward it. to that every time he fires yeah, yeah. somebody or every time somebody quits. So I'm going to sound super old. They ch- Did they change Reddit? I'm trying to sort by the last seven days. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh-huh. I'm not that dumb after all. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Um, 
four days ago, H&M stops buying leather from Brazil over the Amazon fires. It looks like they uh, produce quite a bit of that material. And so I'm going to, the audio is always playing on these. Mm -hmm. At least it's not a crying woman this time, <laughs> like, like last time. Um, this is the uh, Stockholm-based company that follows a, uh, let's see, what do they do? H&M's a clothing H &M store. Clothing? How do you say that in, in uh, Hens and Moritz, A-B? Oh, I didn't know that's what it stood for. Yeah, I didn't know either. How do you say that? I don't know. In their, in their native tongue. I don't tongue. speak Swedish. Oh, God damn it. I thought you knew. No. Well, anyway, they, um, I felt, I think that they felt this would be the correct choice because the Amazon is on fire. That's kind of a silly thing to do because. <laughs> well, let's, let's see. Uh, They're stopping buying leather. Like real leather? Yeah, they joined Vans and Timberland Shoes. Some international investors are also trying to put pressure on the Brazilian government, which has been seen as too lax in its approach to protecting the rainforest. I think it's a, a protest move. It's a mm. temporary ban that will remain in place until there are credible assurances that the leather does not continue contributing to environmental harm in the Amazon. Mm. And, you know, if if it's one or two of these companies, I don't know that they will see serious repercussions but it it has to be like a a big coalition mm -hmm. to actually cause some damage i would imagine well from what i could so we watched that episode of the patriot act mm -hmm. about the brazilian about the oh the yeah rainforest. that left me with no hope well and a lot of those um i mean it's cattle farming that's the reason that they're def like one of the reasons they're deforesting the amazon is to yeah. graze cattle and I'm sure those cattle contribute leather to H&M. So, yeah, they're not going to be able to buy leather from H&M or from, from, from Brazil. From Brazil, Brazil. Yeah. If that's the case. I, I just, looking at it, especially after watching that, that Patriot Act episode, oh, man. Yeah, Bolsonaro is a fucking asshole, man. There's, yeah, there's no the Brazilian president. redeeming quality in that gentleman. He seems... Pretty disconnected from reality. They call him the, the Trump of the tropics, which is yeah. uh, it's a nice ring to it. It's very appropriate. I think he's he... worse. He sounds worse to me. <laughs> no, he has less of a filter, if you can believe that. Yeah. Well, he told a woman he didn't, he wouldn't rape her because she doesn't deserve it to her face. <laughs> yeah, that was that horrifying. Was, that was, yeah, yeah. That's what you call unchecked power. Somebody who can just come in and. And really just have no respect for human beings. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I don't I mean, I don't know if that's gonna if H and M doing that is gonna do a goddamn thing, but I guess they have to Yeah, do they're something. trying. You know, so they had to make a statement. I understand that and I respect that and I think it's the right thing to do, even though I think it 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 should instigate some movement across various companies to try to do the same thing. So good for them. I hope that that really works out because it's uh, a big old shit show right now. And currently I just had to, to look at this real quick because Mexico's losing to Argentina in one of the games again. Uh, what a fucking surprise. I don't know why I get my hopes up every time. So let's move on to, uh, to headline number two. This was a day ago. Amazon employees will walk out over climate change in action. The planned event will mark the first time in 25 year in Amazon's 25 year history that workers at the company 
uh, have participated in a strike. So let's see how that went. This is from Wired.com. I'm not going to subscribe, Wired. Uh, let's see. What do you think? What are they mad about? Climate change. <laughs> what about it? It's the shit that we were talking about, that they keep throwing fucking oh. brand new things in the trash. That Amazon is contributing to climate yeah. change. Over the past year, tech workers across the country have walked out to pro protest a wide range of issues. Google employees objected to the handling of sexual harassment claims. Oh, they're, they're talking about a variety of issues in the tech industry. But now... Over 900 Amazon employees have signed an internal petition pledging to walk out over their employer's lack of action on climate change. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, slated to start on September 20th at 1130 a.m. Pacific time. So they, they really feel that this behemoth of a company should be doing something given that they're eating up the world's resources trying to achieve world power and become a super state called yeah. Amazon. Well, Jeff Bezos could probably single-handedly fix climate change. So. I believe he could, but now he's thinking about going into space. Did you see that? Yeah. He'd rather well, in invest in that When you're an evil endeavor. billionaire, what else are you supposed to do with all your money? Laugh maniacally and go to the fucking moon. Yep. Put a Bezos plant uh, flag I'm just going to put there. an Amazon headquarters up there. Yeah. I think that that's no, what happens, gonna... you know, when you, you just go batshit crazy yeah, when you have that much Yeah, he's completely out of touch with reality. Right. He's just going to dump all the Harry Potter Legos on the moon. Fuck. <laughs> he's like, oh, you don't like that I'm dumping everything in the landfills? How about on the moon? It'll be fine. Yeah. I think he's just going to get a bigger uh, rocket mm. to just jettison, jettison shit into space. <laughs> yeah. That's really going to be the new plan of attack. I mean, I guess if that's... It's fine. If that's what they want to do to... Try to get, I mean, they did get, they did manage to get the minimum wage raised. Yeah. In the company, so. And it looks like they, they have three demands. In the petition, Amazon Employees for Climate Justice, the group of workers organizing the walkout, outlined three specific demands for the company and its CEO. Uh, they want Amazon to stop donating to politicians and lobbying groups that deny the reality of climate change, to stop working with oil and gas companies to optimize the fossil fuel extraction and to achieve zero carbon emissions by 2030. Huh. I, I think that's laughable because Jeff Bezos is fucking insane, but you really, they, if they can really, I mean, they're standing up for what they believe in. So I think that's definitely the right thing to do. They just unveiled one day free prime delivery. You really think Jeff Bezos is going to be like, oh, I guess we shouldn't do that because it's not good for the environment. Yeah, it's it's sort of a, a, a big ask. But once this machine becomes so huge, I, I just don't know. I'm, but I'm, I'm feeling in a in a sort of a negative Nancy mood, maybe a little pessimist right now for our future mm -hmm. in general. So I, I don't know that this is the the right headline for me to, to be hopeful on. But no. uh, I do have to give them credit for standing up for what they believe in, even though that might cost them their jobs because you know how fucking vicious they are. They could just yeah. say, all you 900 working class people, mm. not peasants, because... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that it's, it's more likely that they would lose their jobs, and I'm just being... Mm. I don't think over something like that. I mean, if, you know... I feel like if it was... You don't think they would magically find a reason to, to just get rid of 900 of their employees? I don't know if they would do that over... It's it's bad PR. 
to fire 900 people because they walked out because of climate, you know. Will you stop shopping on Amazon if they fire 900 people? No. <laughs> the rest of America will not stop shopping yeah. at Amazon if they they're fire like, 900 people. They're like, there's 900 other people we can get exactly. in here right now. So I had to look this up. Amazon currently employs around 575,000 workers around the world. It's crazy, man. What's 900? Yeah. Check is them this... in the trash. Get new ones. That's how much they value. <laughs> is there? Is there? Where is this? Around the world. Oh, it's... the Amazon employees seeing a bump in pay. Uh, no, fuck it. No, that's just uh, additional information that oh, I don't okay. need right now. So yeah, about five hundred and seventy-five. Well, good for 000. them, I guess. Hopefully yeah. they don't get They're fired. They're trying. They really are trying. So we gotta we gotta give them props. Let's move on to the next headline because I think that we should have a timer next time. How about we do ten minutes? Next time. Ten minutes total? Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. reasonable for uh, a handful <clears throat> of headlines. Mm -hmm. Maybe ten. Ten for ten? Okay. Uh, next headline. Bank accidentally deposits $120,000 in couple's account. They spend most of it, then get charged with theft. Um, why didn't they call the bank? Because they didn't give a fuck. If I mean, you saw I that much money it's... in your account, it's like blank check. Uh, yeah. But for grown-ups... Well, it's like in Dumb and Dumber when they get they have the briefcase and <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. we'll just spend we'll just a little bit we'll of borrow, it. We'll borrow, we'll yeah. borrow a little bit. We're good for it. Yeah, it's just a little bit. I just imagine like Lloyd, <laughs> those people coming to the bank with like a briefcase full of IOUs. Yeah, sorry, I'll get you next time. <laughs> well, this is coming from uh, from Boston. Is that right? Boston.com. It's know. dumb. They shouldn't have spent that money. They should have yeah. just called the bank. They should have been grown-ass adults. Like, this is I a mistake. Know. This isn't our money. What led them to this downfall, though? Robert and Tiffany Williams of Montoursville, Pennsylvania, did not call the bank. Uh, who told them that? Yeah, they just woke up with that much in their account. Hmm. They spent about $100,000 in about two and a half weeks. <laughs> Wow. They splurged. It's impressive. They splurged on a camper, a Chevy, and a race car. The state trooper told the Williams Sports Sun Gazette. That is that is it's, that is so indicative of the stupidity of this country. And, and honestly, it is delusion. Okay, and I'll tell you why. It is delusion because if somebody working class person, like a majority of the people in America, if you were to receive $120,000 in your bank account, you would choose to believe that because it's a way out of your current way of life, mm -hmm. your current way of living. So how bad must their life be for them to choose this delusion over the reality of them doing the right thing? I guess. It's it's like ultimate escapism. Yeah. Right? I I guess so. I or mean, stupidity. Or both. It could I mean, be, you yeah. Know, it's I think it was sure. honestly like not reporting it is dishonesty. I mean, if, if yeah, you found a yeah. wallet on the sidewalk, would you just you pick it up and you would turn it in? Like that's right. what most people would do. Right. But as far as what they spent it on, that's stupidity. <laughs> a camper and a Chevy. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. Um, I, I would be interested to see if there are studies on this. Like if you were to give poor people ridiculous amounts of money and you were say okay uh no strings attached go go wild and then well, you'd yeah of course they'd spend it on stupid shit because we're not educated yeah because our country is woefully uneducated 
I just think the the key thing here though is that they did not do the right thing. Yeah. Even though I I want to I want to give them the the benefit of the doubt or maybe create a, a situation where they might have felt confused or or euphoric to the degree that maybe that drove them to a delusion <laughs> to to pretend that this was okay because of how desperate they are to yeah. change their life. But in reality, maybe they they. In reality, they, they, they probably doing. just thought they could get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, oops, the bank's I'm telling you. bank it, won't notice. <laughs> they'd be like, but why? If it happens in the movies all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But in the movies, they also have to learn their I lesson, can also so. understand maybe wanting to fuck the bank over a little bit. That's true. You yeah, know, like, that, maybe there was a little element. bit of like, well, they made the mistake, so that's mm. on them. You know? I can see that being the imperative yeah. over, over any of the other reasonings. Yeah, I mean, it's still yeah. dishonest, but I can understand the sentiment. Yeah, they can say, once it's in my bank account, it's mine. Yeah, and like, and then thinking like, well, who else has the bank fucked over? You know, like yeah. everybody. You know, yeah. like it's, now it's my turn. Yeah, now yeah. I'm gonna do it to you. Right. Yeah. Right. But then down the road, they'll sit down in a jail cell and they'll say, "I have the worst fucking attorneys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joining the Bluths. Well, let's move on to the next one. On to the next one. Jury selection to begin in trial of Dallas officer Amber Geiger, who shot a man in his own apartment. Jesus Christ. Mm. I thought this was done and over with. How old is this? No, this is fairly new. They shot that poor man. Remember she, like, knocked on his, like, on the wrong door or something? Yeah, yeah. They... Yeah. When was this? I swear to God, this was three years ago, wasn't it? See, it's happening. It's CNN. Mm-hmm. If there's a CNN link, just remind me. I'll mm-hmm. I'll tell you beforehand. Yeah, I uh, I don't know much about that case, but she should definitely go to jail. Yeah, I I think unfortunately that was that was pretty bad. Let me let me back up here and so find they some just, information. They just selected the jury. Is that what it said? Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking for the year, but it doesn't say. It doesn't. When was last? It had to have either been early this year or last year. I could swear this was a while back, but in any case. Well, it takes a long time to get anything done in the justice system. So Yeah, it's very slow moving. But at this time, uh, yeah, shot an unarmed black man after entering his apartment, believing that it was her own. She lived in the same complex or something. Was she high? I have no fucking clue. Uh, was off duty at the time of the shooting, which occurred one year ago on Friday. Mm-hmm. Still in uniform, she parked her car at her apartment complex and went to what she believed was her apartment. She did not realize she was on the wrong floor. Mm. The door was slightly ajar. She tried to use her key. And when she opened it, the inside of the apartment was almost completely dark. Mm. She believed that there was an intruder. She drew her firearm, issued verbal commands. I cannot read tonight. The affidavit says, but Jean, who was in his own home, did not heed them. She fired two shots and hitting him in the torso. Jesus, it sounds like she was either. I don't under. I, yeah, she was off duty, but it was clearly coming off of duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so maybe she was tired. She was. It could have been a long day. I mean, yeah. Either way you cut it, she killed somebody. Yeah, that's. Jesus, that's. That's sad. Yeah. That's incredibly sad. That poor man. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, I I don't even know what to say on this. I I just feel that it's it's, unjust and sad. So let's move on. Do you have any other thoughts on this? No. God damn it. Not one uplifting thing. <laughs> yeah. 
the news is a downer. I know, I know. Okay, okay. Let's let's not dwell. Let's just keep it fast. Let's keep it going. Uh, one. Uh, how about? <laughs> Shit. I was like, can I find one good one? One good one. Okay. Let's end on. Let's just do one more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sarah Palin's husband files for divorce. Mm, I saw that one earlier today. Yeah. Reporting from the BBC. Let's see what they have to say. The BBC? What do they give a shit? Because it's international news. Mm, they had a reality TV show. They did? Didn't they? Oh, mm. no. I'm thinking of Saturday Night Live when uh, oh. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis played Todd. Yeah. <laughs> the husband of former U.S. vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin has filed for divorce. Uh, why? Incompatibility of temperament. Hmm. The Palins married in 88 and they have five children. An incompatibility of temperament between the parties is such that they find it impossible to live together as husband and wife. You know, maybe some things just run their course and, you know, a failed election probably has something to do with that. (laughs) And going into the limelight can really mess up a family like that. So They had um, a lot of um, negative attention, like on their children. Yeah. Because of what she, like, because she ran for vice president. Right. Like, that can stir up some resentment for sure, I oh, would imagine. I bet. I bet. It's almost like you have to set your, your family, well, you do have to set your family aside, and, and that did not end well, of course. Oh, I think there's probably, like, better ways to go about it than, like, I don't know. I they guess were it, young, too. You really can't, because yeah. everybody who runs for president or becomes president, their kids are often in the spotlight, you know, mm-hmm. you can't really avoid that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, can't imagine it's easy on a family. Yeah, that's, that's rough stuff. So, you know, good for them. Hope they get it resolved. Um, and there is, fuck, man, there's just nothing good right now. I need to go to a counter website called uh, Upbeat News or something. <laughs> but let's end on that note. Sorry for your divorce, Sarah and Todd. <laughs> Best wishes. To Alaska. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our last topic of the night, shall we? Call okay. it good. Well, what were we going to talk about? You mentioned the emails my grandma sent me. You want to end on a good note? Let's send on a good note and okay. talk about that. So my grandma sent me, she sent us a box of some stuff for our son because he just started school again. And then she also sent this little envelope of... Um, emails of an email she found that we exchanged in like 2003 wow so i would have been about 15 and she was my grandma's a writer and so she she was trying to get some insight into a teenage life (laughs) nowadays um, and how it's changed from when she was a kid And so she had all these like a series of questions for me that she wanted me to try to answer as honestly as I could. And, uh, and so I answered the questions in a, in a long email. What was the reaction? What, what was going through your mind there when you were reading those responses? Um, I could tell I was trying to be delicate because it was my grandma I was giving the answers to. Um, but I don't know. I thought that um, for 15 years old, I was pretty uh, coherent on the written You on You the were page. the grown-up in your, in your groups, uh, in guess. your friends' group. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was definitely uh, 
very literate for a 15 year old. Well, um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't think I had anything revolutionary to say about being a teenager at that time, but, um, I had pretty clear delineations of like right and wrong. Cause you do when you're young, you know, like yeah. what makes a good kid, what makes a bad kid. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it really wasn't that interesting to be honest. Well, it <laughs> the was things I had to say. Yeah. But, but I, I think you're looking at it from, uh, I was going to say, uh, um, the typical Maddie way of looking at it. Sometimes you, you, uh, you need a little bit more time to look at that, to read that mm-hmm. and, and realize how beautiful that is that you guys were able to have that exchange exchange. And you have a really good relationship with your grandma, I mm-hmm. think. And you're able to reach out to her and, and, um, talk to her often about, mm-hmm. about a lot of things. And I just thought it was, it was really neat because I'm, I'm fascinated by those moments yeah. and how they were captured. And the fact that it's, it's almost mundane is the interesting part of it. Mm. Cause you're getting that slice, that moment of, you know, just kind of crystallized in a way. So I thought that was really beautiful and interesting. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, uh, Stock will rise, yeah. With the years, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be. I was gonna read it, but I was like, no, that'd be rude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, ask you her. Can read I know it. you told me to, but I was like, no, I'll be, you know, <laughs> <laughs> intrusive. Yeah, yeah. No, it's be. fine. I was thinking the other day, like how many emails I sent to my friends over, particularly middle school. Middle, oh yeah, yeah, middle school and early high school. Um, I don't know why we corresponded that way. We had nothing else, babe. We had nothing else. I guess, I guess it was easier than like sitting on the phone for three hours. Yeah. Did, did you have a beeper? Like (laughs) that was pretty much like the only other thing that we had. That's true. And I wasn't on, I wasn't on aim. Yeah. yeah, So that's probably how like all of them were communicating, but I didn't have that. I didn't even have, I had to send emails. We didn't have the internet until I was like. Until I moved to college. Yeah. That's how in the Stone Age we were. Yeah. That's and, how I got so fast at typing. Yeah. Was that summer of emailing. Just in the internet. Uh-huh. Just fucking rocking out, being digital mm-hmm. and exciting in the early 2000s. Whew, what a time yeah, to be all, alive. I think all those emails are gone now. I don't know how I'd ever recover those. No, I, I because those were um, a different... It was a different internet service provider or a different email provider yeah. that I don't think exists anymore. My first email was Alta Vista. Yeah. And that I know was one of the first ones to to, to bail. Yeah, I was like, my correspondence. Ours, ours was like Eco ISP or something super generic and weird. Yeah, it yeah, definitely doesn't exist anymore. because they flourished for about six months and then they yeah. all went under. Yeah, change is too fast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was kind of a cool thing that she sent, but yeah. So I guess maybe a reminder to you folks, if there's a, a memorable conversation that you've had a few years back before email became extinct, uh, you should probably get that printed or saved in a way so that you can look look back on it later. Yeah. I got to sneeze. Not yet. <laughs> this is the worst thing yeah. to ever happen on this podcast. <laughs> you think so? <sighs> yeah. At least you didn't do it in the microphone. Oh, God. Please, I'm really working on my technique. I'm trying All to get All our listeners better. would have just 
<laughs> All our listeners would have just unsubscribed right then and there. <laughs> yep. They're like, well, this is terrible. I mean, I've seen the comments on, like, the podcasting subreddit where it's, like, pet peeves that people have are, like, deal breakers. Yeah, don't sneeze, don't heavy breathe. Don't eat. Don't, oh, I wish I could. Don't say hi, hi, hi for ten minutes at the beginning of your podcast. Maybe I should. That could be a new trend that we could start. All right, well, we better call it quits. Uh, Let's do one final tink. To emails from your grandma. To emails from your grandma. 15 years ago. To beautiful memories that were once a snapshot of life. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to get a talking to for. I really kind of want to try to find some sort of email archive. Do you think it exists? Maybe. If I searched Eco ISP and like bugged their customer service. That doesn't exist. It's like one guy in a basement somewhere. Maybe, maybe. Do you have my emails? <laughs> yeah, sure. I got them on this floppy disk here. We just don't have a machine to read them. <laughs> just come into the back of my van and I'll get them for you. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I don't want them that bad. I got 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anyways. <laughs> It's time for us to sign off, folks. Thanks for listening, and enjoy, enjoy your week. Good night, guys. Much love. Oh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you have, if you just want to send us an email. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our email is ourkidsasleep at gmail.com. Our inbox is sadly empty. (laughs) (laughs) It's been empty forever. Uh, Um, But that's okay. If you want to email us, you can email us. That's right. You let us know. We're here for you. Yep. Tell us your feelings, you know, preferably about the show or maybe something that's going on, but we yeah, can talk about your like... feelings too. <laughs> you're going through a difficult time. We'll yeah. be here for you as well. Yep. If you need me, call me no matter where you are, no matter how far. We're going to end now before I'll be you there. start. Okay. Nope. Good no night. More. Good night. <laughs>